Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the 2018 ACC Operation Basketball event. We're coming at you from the Spectrum Center in Charlotte. Our next guest is new to the Pitt Panthers, I guess relatively new at this point, but he is not new to the Atlantic Coast Conference. He played and served as a high level assistant coach to Mike Krzyzewski with the Blue Devils. He's already been the head coach at VCU and Oklahoma. He took over the Pitt Panthers program during the offseason. Jeff Capel, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Great to see you in person. How are you? I'm doing great, man. Always good to be on your show. Thank you very much. This league is loaded with talent, (laughs) as you know. Heck, you recruited those guys who are now (laughs) helping Coach K. How do you, as a brand-new head coach, who hadn't had as much time to build a program, how do you just survive, much less thrive, in what is often the toughest basketball conference in America? Yeah, you know, where you have to build and and, and you have to uh, understand who you are and you have to fight. I mean, that's that's the bottom line is that you have to fight and you have to, you have to master the little things um, and then you have to continue to develop the talent that you have and and to hopefully add better talent as you go forward. Every year you're trying to get better. Even the returning talent, you hope it's better because guys have worked, they've gotten better. Um, and so that's what you do. You try to build, you try to be smart, hopefully you have some patience, and uh, you, know, you try to do it the right way. In terms of your message directly to your players, you are new to them. Mm-hmm. You come with some street cred for sure. <laughs> Is it mostly what you just said, we're going to fight? Whatever the scoreboard says, we're going to fight. Or are there also like a hundred details? Do you have to remind them how to represent your program in public, even how to dress, how practice is supposed to go, timeliness, promptness, courtesy? All, mm-hmm. How long is that list? Because this is a new endeavor for them, yeah. even as it's new for you. You know, fortunately, the the guys that we inherited, they were really good kids. They, 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 they've done well academically. Um, you know, so we didn't have that problem. Cool. Now, certainly you remind them of what your standards are. And on time, early for stuff, how you represent yourself, your family, our program, this university. You know, we've done some things in the summer where we've taken trips and talked about how we represent ourselves, how you present yourself, how important first impressions. These are just life lessons you try to teach them. But everything is that you have to fight and you have to do it together. Nothing accomplished in this world uh, was done by itself. People have had help, and, and it's usually been a group of people or a team of people that have done amazing things. And, 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 you know, last year wasn't the end of their story. It was part of their journey, and we have a chance to, to correct that and to take a step in a positive direction going forward. Jeff Capel is joining us. He is Jeff Capel III, of course, from the famous – Capel basketball family of North Carolina. Brother Jason played for the Tar Heels. His late dad, Jeff, also an outstanding head coach in his own right. Uh, What do you and the more narrow definition of your family miss most about whatever, the combination of Duke, Durham? (laughs) I mean, you're you're a part of that community, and now you're transplanted to uh, my home state of Pennsylvania. (laughs) I hope you're enjoying that western part as much as I enjoy the Philly area. Yeah. No, Pennsylvania has been great. Pittsburgh has been tremendous. The people there have been outstanding. Uh, it's a really, really cool city as we've gotten to know it more. Um, you know, you appreciate it even more, and the people there are, are, are so proud of it. Um, I, I'd say the thing we probably miss most is just family. You yeah. know, my mom is there. I have cousins, family back in Fayetteville. My wife went to Duke. She's from Raleigh. You know, her family is still right there, or mom and dad or brothers. 
um, you know, her nieces and nephews and things like that. And so uh, that's probably the part. And, and then the friendships and the relationships, you know, that you've developed over time there. I mean, this is that was different because it wasn't just there for seven years, you know, for my wife. I mean, like I said, she went to Duke, so it's, you know, it's her alma mater. She has relationships. You know, her best friend and roommate from college lives right there in Raleigh. So it's all these things when you pick up and you move to a new place that you don't know anyone uh, that you look back on with fond memories. You know, my, my oldest daughter is 11. You know, she's in sixth grade. You know, she she had established friendships and relationships, you know, with people at Durham Academy where she went. And so those are the tough parts. But fortunately, the schools up there have been great for my kids, and, and it's been a great transition. How do you describe the different feeling right now as Pitt's new head coach compared to, say, the first time you took a head coaching job, VCU in 2002? I imagine 90% of the stuff you just sort of can hit the ground running, right? Because those years at Oklahoma and VCU uh, mean you don't need any training wheels in any area now. Yeah, you know, I I think I'm definitely more mature. Uh, I I realized that I was incredibly naive when I went to both of those places. Uh, VCU was understandable. I was 27 and only been coaching for two years. And then in Oklahoma, I was 31. I'd been a head coach for four years and going to a high major, I didn't understand, I didn't appreciate how different it was and how different it was going to be. I'll tell you one of the big differences is that this is the first job that I've taken as a head coach where there's been like universal excitement about me being there. (laughs) When I went to VCU, it was a little bit like, you know, what the hell are we doing? Who's who's the young kid? Like, what what are we doing? Like, are you serious? We're hiring this guy. (laughs) And it was that when I went to Oklahoma, too. Like, you know, they, they had a wish list of people, and I don't know what happened, but I certainly wasn't one of the people. They had a – I think I remember them telling me they had a – like they did it like an NCAA bracket of like 64 names, and I certainly was not one of the 64. And you so were a low seed. I was a very low seed. I was the I was the, the, the ultimate Cinderella. Um, and so this is a job where you feel it right away, and it's – it's a different feeling where, like, everyone is excited. Everyone is, man, we got this guy. We were able to get him. That's that's pretty cool. Jeff Capel is joining us. Recently, your mentor, Coach K, talked about the state of college basketball. Mm-hmm. I, You know that I consider him a man of integrity and honesty, and when he says, or Roy says, I'm not familiar with that ugly, underbelly, dirty world of paying families and prospects. I believe Kay when he says it. I believe Roy when he says it, etc. When those guys make broader statements about, like, it's a blip on the radar or it's not as bad as it sounds, or Coach K even said it's sensationalized a little bit, the, those cases in New York City. A lot of coaches I know personally say that it is a little ugly out there. Mm-hmm. And even if Duke and Carolina and others are doing the right things, there's a lot doing the wrong things. What is your straight shooting assessment to people who love college basketball about just the state of that stuff? How rare or frequent is it in your experience? Um, you know, well, you're talking to a guy that went through an NCAA investigation when I was the head coach at the University of Oklahoma. So I would be incredibly naive if I said that I was naive to this, that I didn't know kind of what goes on or stories that you hear or things like that. Now, you're always trying to figure out, okay, you hear these stories, are they true? Is all this stuff really going on? Um, There is a lot going on in our profession. There is. I think any time if you look in the history of this country, certainly, but really the history in the world, I mean, any time you have something where there's a large amount of money 
involved in college basketball generates a lot of money for coaches, for the NCAA, for everyone. Anytime you have large amount of money, you have a potential for corruption and people doing corrupt things, whether to advance in the profession, to maintain their status or their position in the profession, you know, and things like that. Now, is everyone doing it? No. Are there situations where you could have some coaches that they don't deal with that? Absolutely. And I certainly think the two coaches that you mentioned, you know, DG, to be honest, they don't have to. Right. That's what every (laughs) recruiting analyst, even the coaches who complain about other coaches, will say, Kay and Roy are not yeah. living in that same no, world. They're no, no, but you know, you you, you hear if, if you are in this profession, you hear stories, you hear war stories, or you hear things about what's going on. I mean, look, my my wife went with me to the Final Four. When I was the head coach at Oklahoma. She went first time she went to the Final Four. I think it was in San Antonio, and she went down to the lobby. We were in the headquarters hotel, and she went down to the lobby to get something, maybe a coffee or something, and it's all the coaches are around and things like that. And she came back up, and she was like, man, you guys are worse than women. Like all the (laughs) gossip and all the stuff that's going on like that, you know, and just the stories that she just overheard. No one knew who she was. And so you certainly hear all these things, and then you choose whether you believe them or not. His name is Jeff Capel. We miss you, man. Thank you for always answering our phone calls. It is truly fantastic to see you in person. I wish you well with the Pitt Panthers. To be honest, I've covered this league for 31 years. I've only seen three of your players play. Okay. that worries me (laughs) on your behalf. Yeah, I understand. (laughs) However, I am rooting for you. I know what you're building and what you're capable of, and we always appreciate your time here on the I appreciate it, man, always. That is Jeff Capel III, the new head coach of the Pitt Panthers, and we're back after this on the David Glenn Show.